Hello and welcome to Literary Merit, the show where we tell you what media has value. Spoiler alert, it's all of it. Also, spoiler alert, we will be discussing spoilers as usual. So here is your spoiler warning. I'm Ashley. And I'm Alex. And it's a spooky time. It is a spooky time. I was going to do a spooky voice. I was going to be like, but I didn't But then you didn't. (laughs) Cut. (laughs) Take it again. Steven. Steven. Uh, Yeah. you want a cookie? (laughs) (laughs) We we love my favorite writer. Y'all should listen to it. It's great. Uh, but first, before we get to the spooks and scares, let's do Five Minute Masters. Five Minute Masters! Woo! So, um, continuing my researches into my into the book that I'm working on, I'm going to be discussing... It's a bit macabre, honestly, but it's what I'm working on. Yeah. Um, continuing research into the death of my uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to find where it actually happened, because I knew the city... But nobody knew, like, because he, he jumped off a bridge. Mm-hmm. He didn't, it wasn't a suicide. It was, he was dared to jump off a bridge. He was at a local swimming hole. Mm. Uh, he was dared to jump off a bridge and he didn't resurface. Wow. Yeah. It was, I mean, it, from what I've seen of the pictures, now that I have found it, it's quite shallow. Oh, no. So um, just sort of a weird, tragic accident. Well, uh, he, uh, he, I think he had been drinking as well. Right. So just sort of, like, just tragic, bad. but also not smart. Yeah. Um. So I was, yeah, I was doing research and I couldn't find anything. And I, I was, my parents were like, maybe you should like call like the courthouse, the county where it happened. But then I was looking online <clears throat> and like, there's too many people that you could call. And I didn't want to be like, you know, playing phone tag with whoever I ended up needing to talk to. Right. So I tried to just do a little more research online and I, I got somehow pulled over to Ancestry.com, which is, you know... One of the big researchy family member websites. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all heard of it. I didn't want to go there just because I didn't think it would help, honestly, because there's right. really not that much information. But with a free trial for, with that, you also get a free trial of newspapers.com, hmm. which has scans of like almost every newspaper, I would assume. Yeah, that's um, what it's called. Yeah, so I just searched his name, which I found out his middle name through ancestry um and then i found his obituary he had two obituaries Mm -hmm. and then i found the location of where he died the bridge from one of those obituaries um and then the mystery starts (laughs) it's not really a mystery at all um so i before there's so it's Sayo, which I talked about previously, the, you know, has all the covered bridges. Mm-hmm. So he died jumping off of Jordan Bridge, okay. which is just east of Sayo, still technically incorporated, I think. Or it's like an unincorporate, unincorporated, you it's know. It's like a county. Yeah, it's like a place. It's, yeah. A place that's not a city. <laughs> yes, it's it's in the county. Um, And then I found that that bridge was replaced Mm-hmm. Because it was no longer load bearing, right? It got too it was, old. It was a wooden, yeah, yeah, uh, covered bridge. And so they, while I was looking, I w- so that it was replaced the same year he died. Oh wow! So I was like, uh-huh. did they replace it because he died on it? Right. It's certainly a coincidence, right? 
Um, so I was like, oh my gosh, I have have to go further. Um, it, it didn't turn out, it wasn't that it was just previously it was too weak of a bridge. Um, they replaced it, I think like two months before he died. So he must've died on the replacement bridge, which is just sort of a regular, like, like a cement bridge, cement bridge. Um, but yeah, so I had to like follow the trail of where, oh, and then, so they, they didn't demolish the bridge. They disassembled it and moved it to the next town north because they wanted to keep the history of the bridge. Right, it's historic, so they would So I was like, mom, because her and I want to go visit. Yeah. Um, do we have to go to two places? <laughs> um, but he didn't jump off the, the old, the original bridge. But it's just funny because I, at first I thought he did. And so I was like, so I have to go to this other town to visit the bridge. Mm-hmm. But that bridge burned down in 1993 <laughs> when kids were throwing rocks at, at uh, Christmas lights. Oh, cool. Or no, I think they were shooting BBs at Christmas lights. So it burned. <laughs> so oh, now there's a replica of the bridge. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> right? And that was all before I knew the dates exactly, right? So I was like, what is happening? <laughs> this got way more complicated. <laughs> right? Now I have to visit where he died in two separate places. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was a little weird. Yeah. And and the, the clue that got me to the exact location is... Um, before I found the obituaries, uh, they said like it, there was a bridge near an old dam, and then once I found the bridge's name and I looked on Google Street View, there's like this old dam. Do you remember um, Mermaids? The film. Yeah. Yeah. That little dam they like walk along. Oh yeah. It's like one of those. Okay. Yeah. So it's like creepy and like half crumbled. Eee. Yeah. Anyway, so people still swim there. Fun. Which is creepy and upsetting. Yeah. Well, that's all so fascinating. Like, just to take this, like, dive into your family's history that way. Right? And, like, saving all the things that I found, too. Like, pictures of the obituary. And Mm -hmm. I think there was another document I found. Oh, yeah. There was um, an article about it in the, I think it's uh, a newspaper in Salem, Oregon. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Because it's like the closest big town that has a newspaper. Um, And yeah, so I found more information on there too. Well, that's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Well, my five minute masters is actually inspired by you, Alex. (gasps) Me? Yes. Well, you've been getting into drinking tea more. Yes. (laughs) Because you're trying to drink things that are a little healthier. Mm -hmm. And so I thought I would do a little little mini lesson about tea uh so um it is as you may know an aromatic beverage uh prepared by pouring hot this is maybe five minute 101 (laughs) we'll get into the interesting stuff but i i i i set it up this way for a reason Mm -hmm. so it's by pouring uh hot or boiling water over cured leaves of the camellia uh sinensis plant which is an evergreen shrub native to east asia now tea more specifically just refers to beverages prepared with carmelia sinensis the tea plant so we're all just lying about what we're actually drinking well sort of yeah so there's you know the idea of it's herbal like kleenex tea. versus tissues yeah so herbal tea um refers to drinks not made 
from that oh, plant. Okay. Um, so the name just originally comes from that. Yes, that's the tea plant. Now, personally, I mean, I don't like the term herbal tea because it, that's like, it's not tea. Tea is a specific thing. Mm-hmm. So there, there's other terms like um, tisane uh, or herbal infusion to refer to you know, herbal beverages uh, infused not using the tea plant, but people just don't use those phrases. They just don't call it that. (laughs) Nobody says tisane. They just don't. I like the word, but no one's going to Should we go over to Starbucks and order a tisane? (laughs) They're not going to know what you're talking about. Um, And there are other, you know, great plants uh, for such things like um, chamomile or rooibos. Delicious naughty uh so the drinking of tea infusions originates as far as we can tell in china um so uh it may have originated in southern china uh it's you know it's so long ago that it is kind of hard to pinpoint the drinking of tea but uh the Chinese legends attribute the invention of tea to the mythical Shenong, who is sort of an agriculture and medicine deity. Hmm. Um, but the earliest known physical evidence of tea was discovered actually just a couple years ago in 2016 in the mausoleum of Emperor Jing of Han in Xi'an, uh, indicating that tea from the genus Camellia was drunk by Han Dynasty emperors as early as the second century BC. So that's fairly interesting. That's four thousand years ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it gets a little funky when it goes back to BC because then it's backwards. <laughs> yeah, second, cent, yeah. Um, anyway, um, however, uh, the first known literary reference to boiling tea is from the Han Dynasty, uh, The Contract for a Youth, written by Wang Bao in 59 BC. Uh, among the tasks listed to be undertaken by the youth... The contract states that he shall boil tea and fill the utensils, and he shall buy tea at Wuyang. Okay, so that's amazing. (laughs) Because it's like telling teenagers to go do the dishes. You gotta do your chores, kid. Yeah. Uh, So, another credible early record of tea drinking um, is from a medical text by Hua Tuo who stated to drink bitter tea constantly makes one think better. Uh, and this was from the 3rd century AD. Now, uh, so it's a very, very old drink. Uh, it, start, it first came to Europe thanks to, I think, the Portuguese um, in the 16th century. Um, but it didn't become, and that, you know, from there it sort of, that's spread. so funny that it's that recent. That, I know. And, and England's all about the tea. Well, yeah, that's kind of the funny thing is people think about, you know, tea being very English, but it wasn't a popularly consumed drink, especially through, like, all of the social classes until, like, the late 1800s. Oof. Yeah, coffee was actually the drink of choice for centuries in England. You know, Shakespeare was going to coffee houses and stuff, <laughs> which is weird to think. <laughs> But yeah, it was like the place to be was the coffee house. Yeah, I know. Um, 
but oh their coffee was probably so dreadful I mean, where were they getting the beans from? I mean, they were importing them. It's still... Yeah, I don't know. The water probably wasn't super great that they were using Yeah, either. definitely wasn't as quite as carefully crafted, probably, yeah, as... just some tea. Tim's water. Oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, so, yeah. Um, mainly, uh, Camellia sinensis uh grows in tropical and subtropical climates but it can also uh some varieties at least can tolerate marine climates and are cultivated in you know more northern places like uh cornwall or even washington state which is interesting i didn't know that tea was grown in washington Hmm. So I have to figure out where that's happening. <laughs> Tea tour. Um, so now this is something very interesting that I didn't know because the um, so different ver- types of tea are sometimes described as being um, of like first flush or second flush, and I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. So uh, only the top one or two inches of the mature plant are picked, and these buds and leaves are called flushes. Um, And a plant will grow a new flush every uh, week to two weeks um, during the growing season. And so uh, different teas are from specific flushes. Okay, so like it was the first harvest versus... Yes, so so like Darjeeling is a first flush, uh, a second flush monsoon and autumn... Um, Assam is a second flush, or Tippy Tea, which is a very cute name for it. It's, uh, which is considered superior to first flush. Um, it's called Tippy because, uh, gold tips appear on the leaves at that point. Um, so that's what that means. And I know something very interesting now. Um, last thing I want to tell you about is the different types of tea, because, you know, there are different... Uh, varieties of drinkable tea uh, that are all come from the same plant and so um, the categories uh, are white yellow green oolong black and post-fermented or dark tea so white tea is when it is uh, allowed to wilt and it is unoxidized Yellow tea is unwilted and unoxidized, but allowed to yellow, (laughs) whatever that is. (laughs) I've honestly never heard of or seen yellow tea. I hadn't heard of uh, dark tea. Is that what they said? Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, (laughs) so green tea, unwilted, unoxidized. Keep it green. Uh, Oolong is wilted, bruised, and partially oxidized. Uh, Black is wilted sometimes crushed and fully oxidized. Now, it's what we call black tea. In China and other East Asian tea culture, it's called red tea. Mm-hmm. And post-fermented or dark tea is green tea that's been allowed to ferment or compost. And that's what in Chinese tea culture is called black tea. So that's very confusing. Fermented. It's fermented green tea. And then they call what we call black tea red tea. So that's fascinating too. Uh, but I just love tea. I love it. It's <laughs> well, and I just got a box when we went grocery shopping of mint chocolate. Mint chocolate. Yeah, you can do all kinds it's, of fun it's things. It's not bad. It has tea. a weird aftertaste, but it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's. I think it's pretty yummy. I love uh, 
teas with different flavors. Another interesting thing I learned while um, researching this was that, you know, sometimes uh, teas are given flavors by just like mixing in other ingredients like vanilla or bergamot or whatever into the actual mixture. But tea absorbs aromatic things very readily and so some things like jasmine green tea is made by just keeping the tea <laughs> near <Next> something <laughs> else so like it's just green tea that sat with some jasmine like it's not in that it just huh. absorbed the smell of it which mm. is very interesting i didn't know that it's great i love jasmine green tea <laughs> so that's tea that's a little bit of tea for you spilled that tea <laughs> on tea <laughs> <laughs> so it is nearly halloween mm-hmm. the spooky times are upon us <laughs> and we decided to watch one of the least scary but still thematically appropriate things that came out this year yes the television series what we do in the shadows yes and we're gonna talk all about it and spoil it for you yeah because we told you we were going to we told you and you didn't believe us so now you have to live with it (laughs) so yeah it did come out this year um in march so we're not that late to it (laughs) nobody was talking about it i mean like i had seen about it yeah but but yeah nobody's like you should watch this and yeah now it did get renewed um another season's coming out next year Mm -hmm. so hallelujah it's so good (laughs) it's so good it's so good alex I'm just laughing because if you said that, they would burn. They would not like it. No. It would be a problem for them. It would be a problem for the vampires. So. Yeah, it's a show about vampires. We didn't say that. Yeah. If you haven't seen the original film, What We Do in the Shadows, directed by and starring Taika Waititi. Yes. And Jermaine Clement. You should probably see that because it's quite good. Yes. It came out in 2014. Uh, It's it's extremely funny Um, for the uninitiated, first of all go and watch both things um but it is mockumentary style uh film and television series about a group of vampires who are roommates yes so it's the office at night with vampires (laughs) uh now the the cast of the movie and the cast of the television show are different it's a different group of vampires taking place in different continents but in the same continuity. Yes. Because the characters from the movie have a little cameo in the show, which was great. I loved that. It's very <laughs> exciting. I, I read a little article about that, but we'll get to it. Yeah. So, um, I just love it because I think it's so fascinating how vampires have become this, like... I mean, they're just one of the most classic monsters, and we're just not afraid of them anymore. Like, there are definitely some more recent iterations of vampires that are very scary, for um, sure. uh, That Swedish one. Um, Um, uh, Let the Right One In. Love that. It's great. A really fresh, interesting take on vampires. Even something like 30 Days of Night, you know, makes makes vampires scary again. (laughs) But they're such, like, it's just such a kind of a silly idea yeah now. it's just so crowded too it's extremely crowded it got very sexy and then it got very silly <laughs> and now it's just like they're not even really monsters anymore yeah. it's so it's a very interesting space to work in because there's so much cultural 
stuff yeah. in that space. Well, and it's really fun, too, especially with this show, because they are just idiots. <laughs> but they're they're vicious. Yeah. I mean, they are monstrous they killers. They kill people. All the time. Just, like, a, a lot. Because it's what they do. Because they have to eat. They're vampires. And then they make poor Guillermo their, uh, their familiar. Oh. Clean like, it all up. Clean it all up or gather victims. Yeah, I love Guillermo. We're going to talk a lot about Guillermo. <laughs> He's my favorite little guy. Uh, so the we're going to mostly talk about the TV series, but I'm sure we'll talk plenty about the movie just in reference. Um, the main characters of the TV series are... Nadia. Well, Nandor the Relentless. <laughs> um, he was... Uh, from the Ottoman Empire, and he's five, 757 years old. Yes. I, I I can't pick a favorite, but he's my favorite. <laughs> They're all my favorite, so They're every time. They're all so good. They're all my favorite. Um, and then and he's played by uh, Kevin Novak. Um, we've got Matt Berry as Laszlo Cravensworth, and he was an <laughs> English nobleman. It's not totally clear what time period he comes from yeah, but, but he's the youngest of the three mm-hmm, of them mm-hmm. um and his wife Nadja played by uh Natasia Dimitriou um she is the vampire who turned him into a vampire and they are married <laughs> and they're wonderful yep. I love them <laughs> um and then, then uh We've got the sort of auxiliary vampire, Colin Robinson. Colin Robinson! Played by Mark Proch. Uh, he's an energy vampire, <laughs> which is a new concept in the in the At least TV their show. version of it. Yes. Because there, there are alternate versions like Chi Vampire. Yeah, but like... I mean, the, it's not something that was mentioned in the film. Right, this right, is new right, for the series. Right, right, right. Um so yeah, he's literally an energy vampire. He <laughs> just tells you boring facts. He just like yeah, and then just, it drains your energy, and then he just stands there with his mouth gaping, <sighs> absorbing it all. Yeah, it's great. He just like just he's the daywalker as well. Bores people or enrages them, and then feeds on that energy. <laughs> yep, uh, it's great, and he's a daywalker. But we don't know if he's immortal. We don't know that. Yeah. It's true. We don't know very much at all about Colin Robinson. Uh, we don't know how, if he was like, if he's always been an energy vampire. Right. If or it's if something it's you can be turned be- into. Because yeah. like we've seen, we see in the show somebody get turned into a vampire, but it's the classic, yeah. I drink your blood, you drink mine. Yeah. But energy vampires don't deal with blood, so I don't know how they're made. Yeah. And we only meet up one other, and she's fantastic. She's <laughs> She's a, a special elite yes. energy vampire, an emotional uh, vampire. Yes, very good. <laughs> very, very good. Um, and then we've got Guillermo, uh, played by a Harvey Guillen. I don't quite know how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry. Uh, but he's uh, Nandor's familiar. He's the <laughs> best boy. And if you watch The Magicians, because I told you to, yes. he's the map maker. He's so funny. He's <laughs> so funny and so cute. I love him very much. He just wants to be like Armand. He just wants to be a vampire. Like Armand. Yep. Like Antonio Banderas. Because, <laughs> oh, I love his little like monologue at the beginning where he's uh-huh. like, when you find out there can be a, 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 Latino, a vampire. Latino vampire. Yeah, it's very sweet. <laughs> very, very sweet. Uh, so, where to begin? I mean, we've already talked about mockumentary. 
Yes. Um, and this is not necessarily like changing that genre, but no. it's just it's just a great example it's just of it. A great example of it. It's so funny. Obviously, the camera crew should not be there. No. Their lives are in danger. And, and they the, do. The, the sound man does he die does at one point. Die. Yeah, <laughs> I like that they do like acknowledge the crew from time to yeah. time. Where like when uh, Baron Offenas when he shows up and he's like, "What?" and they're like, "Oh no, just just pretend they're not there. They're not." <laughs> It's just a film crew. Don't and then, worry about doesn't, it. Then he eats one. Yeah, that's, or no, he eats that, the familiar. He does eat them, but that he he attacks the sound guy, okay, and yeah. that's how the sound guy got <laughs> killed. Uh, so yeah, I guess I want to talk about it sort of in context of like other vampire media because obviously that's sort of it's a parody. It's a parody, and it's a, it's a very clear parody. I mean, there's even a mm-hmm. point where um, they're dressing up for the night, and um, uh, what's his face? few people yeah. anyway he wants to put glitter on because he's oh like, nandor nandor wants to put glitter on to be like he, a to be like a twilight vampire. vampire so this is a world where like vampire movies and books yeah. and things do yeah, exist because we know about you know interview with a vampire and, yes interview yeah. with the vampire exists twilight exists mm-hmm. um but the vampires depicted here are classic yes much more your dracula type yeah where you have to invite them in. And I was and doing some reading on um, the inception of the movie and the book. And the, book. <laughs> and, and the, and the show. Can you imagine how horrible like a mockumentary book would be? <laughs> I don't, I don't I think it would see, translate. I don't know. Like I can see it being like sort of like a, like a non-fiction yeah. book. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I can oh, see yeah. it working. Okay. I can see anyway, it working. Anyway, um, the movie and the show... Uh, they wanted a classic vampire so that everybody immediately knew like what kind like they knew the what rules. we were dealing with. They knew the rules. They knew yeah. the the sun hurts them. They knew they have to drink blood. They knew mm-hmm. the stakes. Yes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and also I think it just makes it more interesting because you know you do they have these complications in their lives that they have to deal with where they have to be invited in places and they can't go out during the day. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like and that. And they also intentionally made that because it would be funny, but they also changed the rules of that a little bit for the the, mm-hmm. the show. They have to be invited into any building. Any building, Not yes. just, like, a private residence. Mm-hmm. So, like, when they're trying to rescue... They're trying to rescue Laszlo from, from, the, from the, the, like, animal control. Because he, he turned into a bat. And they're just, like, staring at the open door, like... <laughs> waiting to be let in yeah <laughs> very funny uh, the hissing is all very fun too. yeah hissing contests. they just do a really great job of taking these familiar vampire elements and just playing them up enough that mm-hmm. it becomes really comedic with all the turning into animals thing where <laughs> bat bat yeah that's my favorite thing where laszlo every time he turns into a bat he shouts bat and then when he changes back he says human bull <laughs> The others do not do this. It's, they don't, just it's not Laszlo. a requirement. It helps him though, he's and just, he even suggests this to a fledgling vampire. That to, she tried it. That she tries it that way. <laughs> he is the newest. He's of like them. it's so simple. You just help bat. <laughs> he's great. Matt Berry's very funny. Like he's definitely, uh, it, he's sort of um, 
compared to the other two, less funny. But then he's got these moments where he's extremely yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Like he just sort of like creeps the other up two on are you. just stranger. Yes, he's like, a they're mo- funny because they're very really, strange, really bizarre. You've <laughs> but got- they're from hundreds of years ago, right? Whereas he's from you know. It's hard to say, but he's, you know, from England. He's got, like, yeah, an English accent. A couple accent. centuries. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's got sort of a, you know, a maybe 1700s type vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas... The other two are just, like... Yeah. <laughs> solving problems with axes and yeah. seduction. They're a lot more barbaric. Yeah. But, yeah, those kinds of things were, like... They just play up the sort of comedy of of the the bizarre things that vampires do with like when uh, when Nadja meets up with Jeff in the car park and then she's like I have to go and she turns into a pile of rats. That's <laughs> 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 extremely funny because she's just like what the fuck like this is like really bizarre. Um, but those are the kinds of things vampires do, yep. you know. Like mm-hmm. there was a time when that idea is like really scary. Yeah, and uh, it, it looked pretty frightening too because the lights were dark and he had to like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to flash. Yeah, it it's like it looks like it's her, and then he shines the light, and, and it's like a, a pile of rats. <laughs> uh, and yes, then they turn into bats all the time. That's how they get around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas Guillermo has to take the bus. Guillermo has to take the bus. Um, and doesn't Nandor at one point turn into a dog? I I can't remember to, if we see it or if they just mention it, but well, I think they can. I think it was the one where Laszlo was stuck in the pound. Oh yes, and, they, and yeah. he turned into a yeah, dog yeah, to yeah, get yeah. in there mm-hmm. um, because Dracula turns into a wolf. Yeah, uh, so that's all. It's all in there. It's all. It all tracks. <laughs> it, all... it also. We, there's also hit, hit, some hints of Twilight inspiration in there as well when they are teaching the fledgling vampire. Um, that every vampire has their special ability. Well, actually, that goes back to interview. Really? Interview with the okay. vampire. I haven't uh, seen it, and I oh yeah, in a long yeah, time. Anne Rice. I've seen it not in a long time, and I didn't read any of the books. Yeah, so. Anne Rice. The vampires have their like special gift. Anyway. Uh, yeah, okay. I think um, Lestat like can read minds. Okay. Um, and so he's like teaching Louis, like, oh, you got to figure out what your thing is that you yeah. can do. And not just is she's really good at hanging upside down. She, cra- she can crawl. She can crawl like crawl nobody's up walls. business. Which, when you can fly, seems like not that greatest power. Yes. But she's very adamant about yeah. it. Uh, it's a it's a Dracula thing. Dracula climbs up walls like a lizard. And then, um, uh, I'm thinking that you know maybe the the age when the vampire was born might have some influence on yeah. their abilities. Like, I don't know if Laszlo would turn into a pile of rats. That might not be his thing. Yeah. But Nadia, who's a Romani vampire, yeah. would probably do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's got some funny stuff going on with her, with her Romani And she can heritage. also unlock the past life memories of somebody. Or at least... At least Gregor. At least Gregor. Yeah, Which, we don't... But also, that's an aspect of hypnotism. Yeah. And vampires hypnotize. Yeah, and they do that a few times in the show with, yep. with hypnotizing. Some, some different success rates. <laughs> like the neighbor who's like keeps like witnessing things and Nando's like, you will not remember this. And he's like, all okay. right, well, I'm going inside. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, we don't see any, like, particular... Like, Nadja is the one who mostly talks about the, like, unique powers. So we don't yeah. know if, like, Nan- what Nandor's got going on yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do know the fledgling girl, she can turn invisible. Turn invisible, which is great. <laughs> it's extremely good, because she's just, like, a socially awkward girl who nobody pays attention to. Yep. So mm-hmm. she turns invisible. <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, so I I love all of that sort of like just taking the traditional type lore and like the sort of literary tradition and just putting it turning in, it a little sideways. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> very funny. And like the and this was something that was done in the in the movie as well with the familiar being just sort of like. A regular person, because, mm-hmm. like, I'd say probably the most um, well-known sort of classic example of the vampire's familiar is Renfield from Dracula. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, a weird creep who, like, eats bugs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, you know, he's in a, in a mental asylum and stuff. And then, you know, you've just got Guillermo there, like, hi. So I I'm sleep Gu- under the stairs. I'm, yeah, I'm Guillermo. <laughs> You know, I just sort of do the stuff they need me to do. He's like an intern, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's, he's been a, he's been a familiar for ten, 10 years. Years. He doesn't look that old. He's no. as old as we are, probably. Yeah. So he, yeah, he he's got to be around thirty. Yeah. So like he's been he's been a familiar basically his entire adult life. Yeah. <laughs> and, and but yeah, he's like he really is like an intern. How mm-hmm. he's just like underappreciated and not paid, and he just like does the grunt work. I and... love when they're like having their like secret meeting, <laughs> and they're like Guillermo, close the curtains, and he closes them. And they're like close them more. Close the. <laughs> well, because there's a with the very first episode when they go into the library to read the letter, and he's like Guillermo, close the door, and he's like it's already closed. He's like close it more. So he opens it <laughs> he up and closes it again. Closes it again. But then we find out that it was trying to keep out Colin Robinson, yeah. who appears in the doorway. He's like, you, I told you to close the door. He's awful and hilarious. He's very funny. Yeah, so that's a that's a thing that's very unique to what we do in the shadows. The the energy vampire Colin yeah. Robinson. Like that's not really that's like a whole new It's a great thing. twist um in the show just because He's like I don't know the straight man, the, mm-hmm. the sort of the the non humorous character. I mean, Guillermo is pretty funny, but he's not as yeah. ridiculous as these vampires are. And Colin Robinson is just like a wet blanket. He's so he's yeah. awful, and he's there to sort of antagonize them yeah. and create complications. Yeah, which he's is good. he's he's the worst. He's, but that's 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 his point. thing. That's the he's supposed to be that way, and he works at like this cubicle ridden office yeah. and everybody's just like, like they, they all look like they're on the death's doorstep because he's been draining them for, for so years. long yeah extremely funny uh but then also he's there to help them out too like as much as he does bother them like mm-hmm. that he is their friend too and you know he get he got he's a them, roommate yeah he rescued them from the from the the well oh yes he defied the vampire council. And he and he rescued them from the well because he can go out in sunlight. <laughs> the well, a clear reference to Interview with the Vampire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was fun. Uh, yeah, he shows up with like a patio umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> he covers it up. Uh, and then, of course, he's still got to like fuck with them and like bother them the whole time. He's like, oh, well, if you guys don't want me, I'll just... And they're like, oh, no, 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 come back, come back. <laughs> He's like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is so irritating. <laughs> um, so speaking of references, I think we have to talk about the Vampire Council. Mm-hmm. So at one point they get in trouble because the Baron, who's their sort of de facto leader from another country, comes visits and he dies. Yes, he's like a vampire aristocrat. Yeah, he's, he's come very to visit. Nosferatu. Yeah. And they go for a night of partying and drinking 
people that are intoxicated. Yeah, they have a real fun night with the Baron, and he turns out to be very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. He eats pizza and throws up everywhere. It's great. <laughs> this show just has a great sense of humor, because, like, so much of the stuff that happens sounds so fucking stupid. Yeah. But the way they execute it is perfect. But that's a lot of Taika Waititi's yeah. work, where it's mm-hmm. just, like, the silliest jokes, but yeah. he just hits them exactly right. Uh, but yes, Guillermo accidentally kills the Baron by opening up the door in the morning when the Baron is in the foyer and he bursts into flames and dies. Uh, but they just, the Vampire Council only knows that the Baron died while staying with them. And so they're being investigated and tried. Uh, and that's when we meet the Vampire Council. (laughs) So I read an article about this, um... They just wanted to get as many people who played vampires famously as they could. Yes. And they did an excellent job. They reached out to numerous people. Some didn't yeah. they didn't hear back from. Some they didn't even try. They didn't even try Brad... Or they tried Brad Pitt. He couldn't do it. You don't even try Tom Cruise. They didn't even try yeah, Tom you Cruise. Don't try, you don't bother with that. <laughs> you don't bother with that. And also, like, He's you in don't some want him. Scientology basement being yeah. pumped full of Well, something. and like... Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have, I don't feel, I feel like he might not have a sense of humor. You know, I'm sure he does, but, because he's played some really hilarious roles. That's like, true. I do like some of his work, but he's not a person I would want in the room. Want to be around ever, so. Uh. So, um, they do get some heavy hitters. So they get Tilda first. Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swinton is the leader of the Vampiric so, Council. So um, what now, we do in the shadows was at one of these film festivals the same time as Oh, her Last movie. Lovers Left Alive. So that's how they sort of got into a thing. That's great. Where he's like, hey, do you want to... Taika was like, hey, would you want to be a vampire on our a show? Cameo? Yeah. Well, and okay, here's the, the best bit. The conceit of this whole Vampire Council thing is that... Tilda Swinton is not playing a vampire. She's playing Tilda Swinton the vampire. So the idea is that all of these people who ever played vampires are 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 actually real vampires. So yeah, we've got Tilda Swinton. We've got Evan Rachel Wood, the vampire princess. Yeah, princess of the undead. We've got Danny Trejo. This is great. Um, Paul Rubens, of course. Uh, Wesley Snipes is the daywalker. He has to Skype in, which is a fun touch there. They, they t- had a lot of trouble getting getting that. You know, that was a really good get, though, to get yeah. Wesley Snipes. They had to... He was the last one they filmed. And he's like, you gotta come to my hometown to film. But well, I don't want film crew in my house, so let's go to a hotel room. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Wesley. But, but it was great, and, they, and then, they did it really funny. They did. And then they were like... We want him to wear sunglasses, but then, like, his agent or something was like, don't ask him to wear sunglasses. Like, that's not, like, don't, yeah. don't ask him to do anything. And so they brought him just in case, but then he comes in with his own sunglasses All right, on. he knew. He knew. <laughs> uh, and then, in addition to the famous vampires, we also had um, Viago, Deacon, and Vladislav from the original film yes. there as members of the council. So they got a promotion, yep. I guess. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what happened in those, like, two years between the movie and the... <laughs> uh, I also... They also said that they were in talks with Kate Blanchett. Oh. But then Taika was like, but you didn't play a vampire ever. Yeah. And she's like, but I want to do it! <laughs> but he's like, no, you can't do it, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> well, but you know, I mean, she could have 
in a different kind of role because like we had yeah. Dave Batista show up as, as, as like Garrett. a vampire criminal. Yeah. <laughs> well, but he's not really a criminal. Oh, that's he's right. In, he's, he's, he's been he framed. He's imprisoned for the crime that Laszlo committed <laughs> yes. in which he turned a vampire, a baby into a vampire. <laughs> Love that. And the baby's also on the council. The baby's also on the council. <laughs> that's a great payoff. That's a great payoff that the baby's on the council. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, that scene was really, really funny. Uh, yeah, just like Kristen Schaal was in that one as yes, the guy, as the, the floating, guide. the floating woman. <laughs> so apparently, that was made for her. Like when I was yeah, oh, research- yeah. researching it, yeah, she was always in mind for that role. I'm sure she's so funny, <laughs> just like shouting, yeah, and like appearing in the next room as soon as they opened the door, yeah. which has already been leading them. That's great. Like just the stupidest power. Well, and that's one thing that I really love about it is how much is done practically. And that was something that apparently was really important to them to do. Uh, They were really inspired by the film Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is not a good movie. Um, But they took a lot of inspiration. It's just ripe for that. Honestly, I think it, it it was smart to draw on it just because it is sort of one of the more recent really big Dracula stories. Like yeah. it's, you know, whether it's good or not, it's it's still got Keanu Reeves and Gary Oldman and, you know, and, and, Winona Ryder in yeah, it. Yeah. So people know it. People saw it. I love it. I mean, you know, the Gary Oldman in his red robes and his big crazy and wig. The makeup. Yeah, it's just awful looking. But like really striking. Yeah. Uh, really memorable. And that movie did a lot of practical effects as well. They did a, a lot of it in camera. And so uh, Taika Waititi and Jimmy Clement wanted to do that yeah. as well. Uh, and they did a great job of it. Like the, like the scene when um, Nadja is um, following Jenna around mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. she turns her into a vampire. There's a moment where... Um, Jenna's like walking through the park and Nadja just sort of like appears beside her. The way they did that was that the actress playing Nadja was just hiding behind a tree and she just walked out at the right moment. <laughs> so like, but it works. It looks yeah. great. And mm-hmm. they do all this stuff where, you know, they want to, they want to keep it all in camera. And it, and I think it, yeah. it looks so much better for it and also funnier. Yeah. You know, when, and, you, and that way when they have a bad effect, it's funny because it's funny. It looks bad. like the the werewolf transformation. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. We got to talk about the werewolves. Um, so this is something that was established the in the movie, um, where because it's uh, at this point sort of a classic trope: vampires and werewolves are enemies. Yeah, it's like alien versus predator. Yeah, you got to have the the sort of rivals yes um, and so we do get werewolves in an episode, um, which was. <laughs> Great. They're basically like an AA group. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're just like, it's like a support group. Yeah, it's like a like it's Staten Island werewolf support group or something. Yeah, like because like themselves. being a werewolf would be really hard yeah. and you need to get together with people to help you manage it. And they all have character flaws. Yeah, they're all really fun. Like, they're just like good, like they're... they're some of them are good, some of them are, have anger issues, some of them are just like douchey. Yeah, but I, but like you, there's this sense of camaraderie yeah. with them and sort of normalness that I really like. Like they're just folks. They're just... <laughs> they turn into wolves. Uh, and Nandor has to fight the big the one. The big one. And he 
throws a squeaky toy off the roof. He <laughs> just jumps off the roof, which is a great payoff. I liked that a lot. Very funny. Yeah. And then they all go, they're like, can we keep it? Can we keep the toy? And Guillermo's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. You know what I want to talk about? Because we were a little on the fence about the episode is the vampire orgy. Yeah. Because <laughs> like... I mean, it makes so much sense as a concept. You yeah. know, it goes back to Dracula. Yeah. Like, the sexy vampire times. I mean, you got, like, uh, Blade has that kind of stuff in yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Interview with the Vampire is all very sexy. Like, the vampire sex party is just sort of a... Yeah. It, you gotta do it. Mm-hmm. But there was something about the episode that it just wasn't quite as comical. I think because in that episode, they're sort of shown as losers and they end up as losers. And I think it would have been funnier if they like succeeded in throwing a great vampire orgy. Yeah. I yeah. Like... Well, and, and it wasn't even that. It wasn't that I was like disappointed with the ending. It was just, and like some of the jokes were very funny. Yeah. But it just overall wasn't as funny of an episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it's like it was a lot of stuff that was like funny in concept, but I guess it just didn't quite land right. Yeah. Unlike most of the show. It didn't have the punches. Mm-hmm. Like the main sort of thing going on was that Laszlo was like. He was trying to prove that his. His, his vampire pornos that he made throughout <laughs> are very history sexy. are very sexy and they're not. And Nadja's just very bored by them and kind of disappointed that yeah. he's made all of these very disappointing pornography. And then he just throws a fit at the orgy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe maybe it would have worked better if he'd had some kind of win at the end. Yeah. Where, like, it just seemed like a, like a domestic quarrel rather than like, oh... Why are these two not just like being weird freaks in their orgies? Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, and because like Colin Robinson was freaking it up. Yeah, <laughs> Colin Robinson with his his weird bondage gear that he's wearing, <laughs> and and Nandor was dressed all up too. Yeah, they looked great. And uh, Guillermo had to lure his like good friend to be the sacrificial virgin, virgin <laughs> who then fucks the a, gimp at the, the party. Yeah. <laughs> So he got out of it. Uh, But yeah, like maybe it's just that it felt a little less. I don't know. There's something not as maybe they were. It was that they were too much in their element. Like the comedy from the show often comes from putting them out in places they don't belong. Yeah, this was in their house the whole time. Yeah. Like so they're like, you know, stressed out. They're like, we have to make a good Because some of the funniest part of that episode is when Nandor is at the party store with Guillermo. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it is just that it's a little too much in their element. And so the, the comedy really comes from taking these characters and putting them in places where they're not expected. Yeah. And then there's like a Babadook joke. Yeah. Bada bing, bada book. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like what's really funny is when the vampires go to the city council meeting. Yeah, or to the pound. <laughs> yeah, you know you see the vampires in the in the nightclub, like yeah. getting getting they're wearing high their capes on drugged blood. Like that's funny <laughs> when when the Baron tries to eat pizza. That's funny. So yeah, maybe it was just that they were a little too much. In their own world. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. And they were like the butt of the joke rather than like... I mean, they're always the butt of the I joke. I know, but like sometimes they're pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. I think they're cool. I mean, they're... It's like they're great, but they're not cool. <laughs> like, like when Nadja... Nadja's not just cool. But like, but not in like a real way. Like no, in a yeah. silly way. Yeah. Like when she seduces that frat boy when she takes Jenna out. Like... It's absurd and stupid. It works. Like, she absolutely enthralls this guy, but we're watching it like, um, like, this is really weird. Uh, and that's what's, you know, it's like, but so, like, she's really um, lovable. Mm-hmm. They're really lovable characters. Yeah. They're not cool. <laughs> They're just very likable. Uh <laughs> like and and I think that's so important too, especially with the way that they like treat Guillermo. Yeah. Like, what a feat to have them treat this other very likable character so badly, yeah. and we still love them and are completely on their side. Yeah, and they don't necessarily like. I mean, they they're mean to him, but they don't like. Well, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty awful <laughs> to him, like especially Nandor, like. <laughs> When it was it was Guillermo's tenth anniversary of being uh, his familiar, and like Nandor just like didn't yeah yeah Nandor's care at all. Really mean to him. Yeah, it's really like Guillermo. Like it's so important to Guillermo, and Nandor like is just like oh hey and two years he's, he's wow never gonna change him because then he loses his servant right yeah so I'm very curious where that's gonna go in season two especially. If now that we know that, that Guillermo is a descendant of the Van vampire Helsing. hunter Van Helsing. Uh, <laughs> and he's accidentally killed two vampires. Yeah. One of which flawlessly. was the Baron. Yes. So. <laughs> and then when he, Amazon orders some, some steaks. Some garden steaks. <laughs> and, and then he, he's like, gonna, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, I just loved the, the, the punchline on that one when it looks like he's considering keeping them rather than mailing them back. Mm-hmm. And then he like, he keeps three of them and then he suddenly has this moment of like, what am I doing? And he, he throws, throws them him. away and, and they, they perfectly stick into the portraits of the three vampires. <laughs> <laughs> like he just can't help it. Yeah, he's just in an, his blood. He's an amazing vampire hunter. <laughs> yeah. And he's so cute. Like he's just this adorable chubby little dude and yeah. he's so cute. He's and I, cute. I love him. Mm-hmm. I just love him. <laughs> I love it when he's like planning for the party and then Nandor comes in and he's like, what are you doing in the closet? It's he's like, like this, this is, is my, my room. This is where I sleep. <laughs> yeah, he like pays rent. To... It's like 1200 a month or something. <laughs> to sleep to, under the stairs. To sleep under the stairs and to work for them yeah. for no pay. <laughs> like, where's he getting the money? Like, he can't possibly have I another don't job. Know. <laughs> Robbing the people they kill? Oh, that's dark. I mean. Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of show it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and it's, it's great because, you know, the vampire genre is so damn tired. Yeah. Um, as though vampire is a genre, but. (laughs) Practically at this point. Talking about, but like, they find ways to spin these well-worn tropes. And like, it even seems like vampire jokes should be over by now like it yeah it seems like like we keep cackling at the steak puns we're making (laughs) but but i mean that's just a testament to taika waititi and jemaine clements well and also how well their comedy has translated to 
America. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I've seen some of them, they're, especially the Taika's New Zealand films. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. You don't get all the jokes. because right, they're New Zealand they're films. They're New Zealand films. So, but, like, it's even funnier than some of his other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how? Yeah. How? Yeah, he's pretty brilliant. Uh, I desperately want to see Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see it so bad. Uh, but yeah, like he just, they, and they, because I think Jermaine Clement has a lot more to do with the show than Taika Waititi. Um, Taika is busy with his yeah. films and stuff, and so. I think they alternate directing episodes, though. Do they? And, yeah, and then they have the other person who is, also does one, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but just their really great, sharp, comedic sensibilities that they can take such old ideas and make them feel really fresh and funny. Mm-hmm. It's so good, y'all. It's so good. Like, we slept on this one for a few months. and <laughs> We didn't even attempt it. Yeah. And then one day I was like, let's play something sort of somewhat Halloween-y. And then I put it on and we're glued to we it. We just... We finished it in a week. Yeah. And that, and that was on top of our separately busy schedules. Like, <laughs> yeah. we made time for this one. <laughs> We made it happen. <laughs> uh, so, any last thoughts on what we do in the shadows or vampires? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well then, let's get to recommendations. I don't know if I have any. Well, this was my. This would have been it. This would have been it. Well, you can think about it if you got if you if you. Something will occur to you. I'll do mine. Oh, well. Okay. (laughs) You just refuse. I can't make you. I don't... I mean, yeah, I don't think I have anything else I've watched, really, other than stupid YouTube shit. We're we're into that here. Well, my recommendation, while you consider, (laughs) is um, I just started reading this book, and that's another thing that I slept on for a little bit, and am so glad that I picked up is uh, The Savior's Champion by Jenna Moresi. It's a very, very good, um, like, action fantasy novel. Uh, Rather than being, like, a medieval Europe fantasy, it's more, um, like, classical antiquity, very uh, Greek-inspired sort of setting. Um, It's... Uh, very basically about a tournament where men compete to be the um, husband for their queen slash goddess, the savior. And so it's like a, you know, bloody tournament full of danger and murder and death. um, (laughs) And whoever, you know, wins gets to basically marry God. So that's cool. (laughs) But it's really funny and extremely violent. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) It's, 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 it's very much my kind of thing. Uh, yeah, great book. Um, Jenna Moresi is also, I'm sure I've mentioned her before on the show. She's, um, she's a writer and she has a channel on youtube where she gives writing advice which is very good she's really cool and funny and smart um and you should check her out because it's great what's did you did you think of a thing so instead of giving a recommendation i want to ask our audience for a recommendation good luck (laughs) i want 
real ghost sightings, UFO stuff. I was on Reddit all day at work today because we were super slow. Couldn't find any cool shit. <sighs> Send me UFOs. Send me cryptozoology. Send yeah. it to me. Yeah, man, the other day we were we stopped at this cool witchy store. Yes, Love downtown. Potion. Love Potion. It's great. Uh downtown Vancouver. Um and we saw that book that was like hauntings of Vancouver, Washington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we flipped through. Of course it had all of the no, the I likely locations. It, but I want to go on the haunted walking tour. That would be fun. Is that in I think it's only in the summer though. What? Because of the weather. I mean, I It's guess. a walking tour. Is it what Officers Row? Uh, it's uh you start at the the museum oh all right that's kind of a weird location to start well because that's who runs it sure that makes <laughs> sense but like i don't know where you what's go. near there that is a good place the museum to... is it a walking tour of the museum <laughs> i mean it's only two rooms it's not a big museum <laughs> i just can't like think of what's in walking I, distance of I there we get one of those drinking bikes that you pedal yeah <laughs> What are those called? I don't. They're know. really annoying. I, I obviously they hold nothing for me, so I haven't really paid much attention <laughs> to them. But uh, yeah, spooky stuff. I mean, send it to me and us. I want to see it. Yeah, but not like real scary stuff. Just like daytime <laughs> scary. <laughs> uh, don't I... don't upset me. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> He's a gentle baby with, <laughs> with weak nerves and a delicate sensibility. Yes. So <laughs> I don't really know what you're hoping to find. Well, as long as it's not like the grossest shit ever, I'll, I'll be fine. Oh, sure. But so, but you want like ghost stories. Yeah. Well, mostly visual. I want, do you like want a... re, do you want like a, like ghost photography or yeah. do you just want like, like what are you yeah. looking for? Yeah. Ghost photography? Ghost photography. Okay. Okay. Because you're like not real stuff, and I'm like, well, then what do you want? Well, because none stuff? of it's real. Sure, but like, because <laughs> I was on again, I was on Reddit all day today, mm-hmm. and there's nothing good because photography has improved so much, right? <laughs> that only like bad film cameras can capture anything because it's it's artifacts of bad film cameras, right? Right. It's too true. Yeah, orbs and stuff. And the orbs, like. That's the one thing I will say that I don't like about ghost hunters is they made orbs a thing. Yeah. And orbs are not a thing. It's no. dust and bugs. It's just it's just particulate, guys. It's <laughs> Like somebody's like, "Look at my cat watching this orb through the room." It's like, "You're that's your cat's dander." <laughs> right. This is just a this is just a coincidence right here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love But even if it's bad, send it to me. <laughs> I love I love ghost stories. I don't know if I've heard one yet that I feel convinced by, but I still love them. Mm-hmm. I uh, I spent many years in a one of the most famously haunted buildings in the city, and I didn't ever have any weird experiences. Lots of people that I knew claimed to, but nothing happened to me. So <laughs> probably because you're not um, superstitious or like. Easily susceptible yeah, to yeah, definitely not fanfare. I don't know. Fanfare. I'm tired. <laughs> Let's give our merit badge. Yeah. So this is a departure from our first one. Yes. The first one was very personal. 
And this one is very impersonal. We gave it to the only person we know. <laughs> Our only friend. Uh, <laughs> and this time we're giving it to... That was really off kilter. I was like slapping the blanket and my leg. Not a, not a great drum roll. No. Taika Waititi. Yay! Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, we love the guy and he's super cool, but we just want to shout out, like... He makes some great stuff, y'all, and he should be appreciated. And he is, but he should be appreciated even more. Yeah. He's got a movie out, Jojo Rabbit. I don't think it's quite out. He's got lots of other stuff, too. He's got Hunt for the Wilder People. He's got Boy. He's got Thor Ragnarok. There's others. I think Eagle vs. Shark, too, but I don't like that one. Obviously, what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. There's numerous. Numerous things. He's an extremely funny man. Uh, and very cool and smart too. Yeah. You know, we didn't even mention that the one of the cool things about this TV show is that two of the lead characters are actors of color, and that's really unusual in vampire stuff. Well, and the woman who plays Nadia is, um... She has like Greek or origins, so she's she's I think she's got like yeah, she's got a cool profile on on the internet. <laughs> cool profile on the internet. Yeah, it's, it's got a fun name for it, but I can't remember what it's what it's mm. called. Uh, but yeah, that region. Okay, cool. Like the islands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Mediterranean. No. No, not Mediterranean. <laughs> like the Greek islands specifically. Okay, but that's There's like a special word they, yeah. Okay, I don't know. Anyway, look it up. We're not going to tell you. <laughs> like we know things? <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're going to send Taika Waititi a merit badge yeah. on Twitter and yeah, he's not going to see he's it. He's not going to know, but we're going to do it anyway. Yay. Okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do our outro. Yeah. <laughs> That does it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and elsewhere, like the weird places that my Google alert keeps telling me were available. Like Podbean. (laughs) And there's one that's like... Cast FM. Oh yeah, just weird stuff. Yeah, we're everywhere. We're everywhere, guys. You got no excuse. Also... Wherever it is that you're listening, please rate, subscribe, and review so more nerds can find us. We appreciate it, and it really makes a difference. Also, you might get a merit badge if Maybe. you leave one. We would be so appreciative if anybody gave, <laughs> gave us shit. any excuse to give them a merit badge. Yes, please. Please. <laughs> because soon the mailman's going to get a merit badge. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We're already just talking about total strangers, so... <laughs> Uh, also, where you can talk to us is on Twitter. You can do that. That's uh, where you can talk to us. We're at Lit Merit Pod. We are sometimes on there. We well, try. actually, we're always on Twitter. We are. We're just not always on that Twitter. And we're not always posting, but we try. We're always to. listening. <laughs> not always posting, always reading. Uh, yes, we lurk. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to Jonathan Colton for the use of our theme song, Fraud, from his album, Artificial Heart. Until next time, remember, no guilty pleasures! pleasures.